God's Word. And, and I'm going to be doing that as part of our vision series this uh, evening and next evening. We're going to be talking about vision. But tonight, specifically, I'm going to be really looking at the whole thing to do with the highlights. What God has done amongst us. There are some people who would say, well, why do we need to really remember you know, because the, the reality is we've just got to forget the former things. We've got to press on into the new thing. And I, I absolutely believe that wholeheartedly with all my heart. But the reality is we need to be people who sometimes stop and consider what the Lord has done. There was a, 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 um, an illustration of that in the Bible. I was just wonder if you'd turn your, your Bible uh, Bible's over to Psalm and, and, and chapter 78. It will come on the screen. Because around this particular thought, there was a group of men by the name of uh, Ephraim. And interestingly, Phil um, used these verses in the weekly uh, news, the weekly correspondence that we have with the church. And if you're not signed up to that and you would like to receive that, then again, please go and see the resource. Because every week, there's an inspirational word that comes through from one of the guys. There's a variety of guys we've asked to do that with a little bit of information as well, which is useful, and, uh, and you'll be blessed by that. But Phil particularly, and he didn't know that I was going to be running off this, this message, and I didn't know what he was going to be doing, so we didn't conspire together. But he knows there that the men of Ephraim, who were particularly blessed, God had placed a blessing upon them. They were blessed of God. And though they were armed with boats... They turned back on the day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant and they refused to live by his law. Why? Because they forgot. Everybody say forgot. They forgot what he, who's he? God had done. And the wonders that he had shown them. Now listen to me. Would anybody here confess and own up to being a little bit forgetful here? Are there any forgetful people around here? Just give me a wave if you're a little bit forgetful. I did a little bit of a straw poll this morning when I was just talking about this. Who's ever been to the petrol station, filled up with pe- petrol, walked suavely? Well, we were allowed to move suavely into the, and sophisticatedly into the petrol station. Oh dear, I forgot my wallet. Has anybody ever done that? Paul, I don't know why. I, I just felt there was revelation flowing actually on me. You know, I, the, anybody else want to own up to that? Oh, jo, I might have known Josh would be another one. I might have known. Terry, oh, wow. I wouldn't have expected you to have done it as well. Ken, that's amazing. Ken's another one. Well, Phil? Somebody told me a secret of that, actually. They said, because I'm always going like this, wherever I put them, he says, you must always put them in the same pocket. That sounds too boring to me, for me, anyway. So, so I like to live dangerously, all right. But seriously, I, I, I've done it as well on a couple of occasions. And you go to the, I'm really sorry, I can't pay you. What do you mean you can't pay? We're going to have to call the police. No, 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 please don't call the police. I remember one occasion, I don't know whether I ever confessed this to you, actually. This is a bit of a confession. But I left my... Oh dear, I'm now in real trouble. And I had to leave my mobile phone with them. I'm not talking about that kind of forgetfulness. Let me go back to the text. You see, oftentimes we can forget things. But this forgetfulness was something more sinister. Because the root word of it was they ceased to care. So let's read it again, shall we, with that. They ceased to care what the Lord had done. And the wonders 
that he had shown them. I want to contrast that with Psalm 145, just for a moment. Because we see a group of people who were ceasing to care what the Lord had done, and they were choosing to forget the awesome God in which we serve. But we see Psalm 145, verse 3, say something completely different, because David writes there, I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day, I will praise you. And extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. Arena Church, great is the Lord. And most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. Let me just stop there for a moment. This word commend really means to shout. It means to applaud, uh, to, to announce. It means to laud. It means to, you know, confirm the awesomeness of God. I remember last year when I had the operation, many of you know, and I had this operation on my, on my vocal cords because they, what they thought was something sinister there and just took it away and just needed to look at what it was. Thankfully, there was nothing wrong with it at all. But I remember them saying to me, now, Mr. Thorpe, we understand what you do. We understand you're a pastor. We understand you speak, but you cannot speak. You are not allowed to speak. The kids were rejoicing. Yes, we've got away with it. We can't be told anything. I'm frustrated like heck. Caroline keeps giving me the eyes because I wanted to speak. It was a very, very frustrating period. It was a very frustrating week, couple of weeks. And yet the reality is, here we see that one generation is using their voice to celebrate and remember the awesomeness of God. And they're passing it on to another generation. This is why we celebrate. This is why we have Vision Sundays. Because we don't want to brag off, but we do want to brag off on the awesomeness of God. We want to say, God, you are amazing. This is not where we want it to be. And I don't want to run too far ahead to next week. Because I was singing this song, you know, we will not live by what we feel or by what we see. Listen, we can make a choice even here tonight. We can live by what we see. We can say, are we growing enough? Are we growing fast enough? I'm not going to live by what I see. I'm going to walk by faith. I know that God's called us here. I know that God is with us. I know that God is for us. Anybody with me tonight? This is the kind of heart that God is wanting us to have this evening. And he says to us that he wants us to celebrate his goodness. And he wants us to pass it on to another generation. Unfortunately, the church has often lost its voice. We've remained silent. If you want us in Arena Church, I often say this, to be quiet, to be passionless, then you need to go and find another church. I say that very kindly, but we will not lose our passion. Come out in Jesus. Every time I get this microphone, it happened to me this morning, and now it's happened to me again. Come out in the name of Jesus. There it is. It's gone. Okay. There we are. We will not lose our passion. We will not lose our, our, our verve and our energy for the things of God. I'm not speaking to anybody tonight, because God wants to do an amazing thing amongst us, and we will celebrate the good things that have taken place over the past year. So what are the kind of things do we need to celebrate? Well, if I can say Psalm 145, I just want to use it as the basis because it would be amiss of us to run on with the things that we want to celebrate without celebrating the main thing. I want to celebrate tonight the goodness of God. God is a good God. 
God is a faithful God. God is a just God. What God said he will do, he will do. If God has said it, that settles it. I think somebody said, if God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. I think that was the, was it Wigglesworth who said that? Was it Billy Graham? Wow. If God says it, I believe it, and that settles it. I want to tell you, if God said something to you, then that is enough. Because God is a good God. God is a faithful God. This kind of, this, not kind of God, this God that I know, it's not my, my, my opportunity to open this up and just talk about the names of God or the ways of God or the character of God. But I just encourage you to read in your Bibles and read it from a, from a position of not looking at, 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 at a God who's distanced, but a God who just loves us, who cares for us. Yes, he is a holy God, and we heard this a couple of weeks ago. He's a holy God, and I too get a little bit disturbed when I hear people like him upstairs and, you know, the big man and all that kind of stuff. I understand what they're saying, but listen, that's not the kind of phraseology we would use. He's a holy God. He's a pure God. But he's also an intimate God. He's our Father. The, the, the one name that he loves above all other names, and he can be called many things. He's righteous, he's mighty, he's majestic. There's one name that he loves above all other. It's the name Father. I still love my kids. You might say a bit soft. I still love them to call me Daddy. I, I just do. Annie and Eleanor have far outgrown it. They're just, and even Isaac's like, Dad, you know. I just, I just love to hear that. Now, I don't mind that it's Dad, but I just, I don't even start calling me. When Eleanor really wants to get on my nerves, she'll go, Christian, or, or, if she thinks I'm not paying attention to her, she'll go, Dad, 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 Christian. Ah, now you listen to me, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gives it large. You know, she's, she's ducking down now. Okay. I love the name Dad. This God that I know loves the name Father. Let me say to you tonight, he wants to be your father. He wants to know you. You might not have had a great experience of dad, and I understand that. There's so many people who haven't. But this father is like no other father. He's beautiful. He loves us. He cares for us. He'll protect us. He watches over us. So I want to celebrate the goodness of God. I want to be like David who says, great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Listen, sometimes there are things that happen to us that can get our heads down. And can our, can, where our, our spirits can become heavy. I get all that. But this is why I encourage people to just encourage themselves in the Lord. When we get our eyes off what's happening to us and get our eyes upon God, we can't help but our spirits be lifted. Are you hearing me this evening? Some of us, sometimes we get so worked upon what's happening to us and around us. And instead of fixing our eyes upon the God in which I know, and we need to celebrate the goodness of God. Even when things are at my worst, He is still at His best. Even when things aren't great in my life, He is still excellent and most worthy of praise. I want to celebrate the goodness of God. But I also want to celebrate the wonderful works of God. It says there, tell of the power of your awesome works. And there are four things that I just want to identify this evening that I think are just worth celebrating here at Arena Church. I really do believe that we should just, you know, be off our chairs. This is why I'm trying to engage you and not be all, you know, quiet and whatever. But I want you to shout out at me in all the appropriate places, Vicky, not at the inappropriate places, all right? But I want you to, you know, just celebrate 
the goodness of God. Because there are four areas that I really believe that the Lord has really been good to us. And I want to celebrate over you. I just want to celebrate you and praise you as the church. The first thing is this. I love the fact and I celebrate the fact that we here in this community, we love the world. We actually love the world. Instead of being distant from the world, we understand we're not lovers of this world because the Bible encourages don't be lovers of this world, the things of this world, but we will engage the world. I'm so glad that we haven't got a separation theology that be ye separate and we'll never engage with lost people. We'd never have in our, in our homes, we'd never have a meal with them. I'm so glad that there's so many people around this church who connect with lost people and that shows me because we had over 200 first time guests over both campuses over Christmas. It's amazing. Yeah, thanks. The three of you believe that's amazing. That's amazing. You were here. Many of you were here when you brought loved ones, friends and families. I'm looking at Terry and Margaret who brought numbers of their neighbors and whatever. It's amazing to see them. Terrific. And see people respond to the gospel. It was a great thing. And I love the fact that you love the world because it's the very thing that God loves. John 3.16, you know it very well, but it says this, For God so loved the world. Billy Graham will go down in history. He'll go down in, many, in history for many things, and he'll certainly go down in my mind for this verse. He brought it to the world's attention. He's, he's probably preached this message to many, many people around the world because they've heard this very, they probably couldn't quote any other verse, but they'd know this, For God so loved the world. You get it? God loves this world. And I want to celebrate the fact that you do too. In fact, Jesus in Luke chapter 19 and verse 10 goes on further in it because he says, For the Son of Man came into this world to seek and to save that which was lost. As we're seated here, there are literally thousands and thousands and thousands upon thousands, upon thousands, just in this town of Mansfield. Just probably if we were to draw a circle, probably, uh, you know, of a mile, there'd literally be thousands of people who were lost. If I can just get it, because it just keeps pouring out of me, and I think at some point we're going to have to do a series on this, and we're going to have to just tension this off, because there is a heaven to gain and there is a hell to shun. The reality is my first thing that came to mind when I heard the news of Terry Wogan, and I have to say I was really sad about Terry Wogan passing away, you've heard the news, because I, 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 I lived my life going to Bedford and St. Albans, mate, listening to Terry. You would have done Radio 4 and you'd have been spiritual and hearing all the rest of it, because we just know the holiness that just hovers over Phil. Me, I, I, would, I would tell, I would just, you know, getting down with Terry and, and all the rest of it. And I remember listening to Terry Wogan and just hearing all that, and then hearing the news today makes seems daft to you, but my, my first thing was this, and I actually said to Caroline, I said, I wonder if he knew the Lord. I wonder if he knew the Lord. Now we could say that about all kinds of people, because while we're here, there's people dying. You can't force people to know the Lord, but I wonder if people know the Lord. And let me tell you, we need to keep celebrating the fact that we love the world, and we love lost people, and we'll keep reaching out to lost people. I love the fact that we give, get, get to give, we serve meals. Okay, it's through Wilkerston, but we're all one. 3,752 meals we served last year. 
to people who have no food. I think that's a great thing, don't you? I think that's a good thing. We believe in that we're gonna, as we care for a couple, there's going to be people who are going to come in and they're going to be lonely and they're going to be just on their own and they're just wanting a bit of comfort. They just need a friendly smile and we're going to be able to serve them over the course of that week. That's a great thing, eh? We're going to get to serve some dads in the coming days. That's a great thing, eh? Because we love the world. And I celebrate the fact that you do. The second thing I want to say is this. I, I love the fact that we love gathering. I celebrate you because people are gathering. Certainly in the United Kingdom, they tell us that, that church uh, attendance is on the decline. I'm not quite sure that I believe all that the BBC propagates. But the reality is there are many churches that are shrinking, that are declining, and they are closing. But I'm very grateful that actually we have a church that's growing. And actually it's growing because people are getting the need to gather I love the fact, and I celebrate the fact that on a Sunday evening when people say you can't build a church on a Sunday evening, there's actually a, a nice group of people here, and there's quite a lot of people missing. I love the fact that people want to gather together, because the Bible tells us something about gathering. And let's just turn our attention to Hebrews in chapter 10, and verse 24 through to 25, because it reads there, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. We could stop there. I wonder how we can do that. Why don't we do it tonight, even as we close the meeting, to spur somebody on to good deeds this week. And not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing. Let me say, I hear all kinds of people who've said all kinds of nonsense to me, and that's what it is. I'm a Christian, but I'm going to do it on my own terms, in my own way, and in my own home. Now listen to me. I'm not saying there's a theology, because there isn't, that you have to come to church to be a Christian. But clearly, I don't believe you can be in community and really living out the heart of God if we just do it on our own. God is wanting us to meet together, and I love the fact, and I celebrate the fact that people are gathering here on a Sunday night, and if I can say, with Paul and Liz, I'm thrilled that people are gathering in small groups. I'm thrilled, a highlight. Yes, it's nowhere where we want it to be. We need to have 30 small groups across Arena Church, but we have eight. And we believe in these coming days, God is going to continue to help us to keep building and keep encouraging people into small groups. I love the fact that people are gathering and we are not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing Let's keep this habit of meeting together. Let's keep this discipline on a Sunday evening of meeting together. Let's keep this discipline of getting involved in a small group. And that's where we're going to be going next, next week. And really engage and really celebrate that wonderful truth. I love the fact, just before I close this up as well, that the numbers are up. We are growing. We are increasing. And I don't want to jump ahead of myself because the reality is I believe in my heart there are so many more people that God has for us. Let me just quickly, before I move on from that, to say I was just listening to a, a message this week. I listened to it twice. I listened to it with Caroline and I listened to it on my own. And the, the, the man was announcing, because it goes back to April, and he was announcing his figures from, from his Easter services and yes, it is a mega church. But as I listened to this, the, the, first, the first time I listened to it, I just burst into tears when I just heard this, what, what he announced. 
literally just, and, and, I, and I have to say, I do believe the Holy Spirit just came upon me as I just, as I just listened to it. And something began to rise within me. And between the, the snuffle and the snot, sorry to be too graphic, I really felt quickened in my heart. I really felt quickened in my heart. And that was that the Lord was just saying, just keep going. It's going to happen. There's many more people across the British Isles. We're going to see this happen in Jesus' name. Because this man began to announce that over his Easter services, 56 services that they had had, with a combined attendance of 58,000 people through their church doors, 7,752 first-time decisions in one Sunday. What should I say, over one weekend. And I felt God just touch me. You know, the reality is, I keep saying it, we're seeing here, but we've just got to keep going. We've got to celebrate, we've got to put markers down, and we've got to keep pushing into all that God has for us. Can I get an amen from just one of you? Just believe in God for him to do the, the immeasurable more. No could we could dare to dream or imagine. I love the fact, thirdly, to celebrate the fact that we've got people who have big hearts. And let me say, big hearts always make the difference. I think back to people in my life, people in my history, people, family members and school teachers and friends alike, those who've made the biggest impression on me, they've always been people with big hearts. Big hearts always make a difference. Just a friendly smile, just a cake at times, just a pat on the head when you was a kid. Just big hearts, big hearted people. Listen to me. I'm so glad that I belong to a church that has a big heart. Big hearts make a difference. What am I saying? Well, we're big hearted in all kinds of areas. But we can't move away from it. We're big hearted in the area of finance. Is there more to come from us? Absolutely. But there are so many people who are big hearted. In fact, this is what it says about with regards to resource and finance. Because Proverbs 11 verse 24, 25 and 26 say something really interesting. It says this. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. Everybody say larger and larger. Who wants that kind of world? Who, want, just, who wants that kind of world? Just raise your hand. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. But the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. smaller. It just keeps shrinking. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. And those who help others are helped. Curse on those who drive a hard bargain. Blessings on all who play fair and square. Just leave that on the screen for a moment. I celebrate the fact, and you'll notice that on your seat you had a report that is both a report in terms of what's been happening around the church and also a financial report. And I just encourage you, please, don't just let them there and just remain there. Take them away with you and absorb the information. Because in there you will see some of the highlights that were from the video that we've put on the front. front because at the end of the day, this is all about people. It's all about people. But the reality is there's also a highlight of all the finances that have come through. If you would like a further set of information, more information, then please email Anne at Arena Community and she will send that through to you. We've tried to break it down in a, the most simplistic way that we can to show you how our finances are being used. And they're being used to make 
a difference. I love the fact that we managed to feed 60 children last year every month intensively. I love the fact that we ran things like the picnic in the park and we did giveaways with cakes. I love the fact that we've actually run numbers of community outreaches across Ilkeston and beyond. I love the fact that we've been able to run our food bank through Ilkeston. I love the fact that we've been able to serve people through open doors. I love the fact that we get to do that. I love the fact that we're able to bless people and help people when needs come along. And I also know that he doesn't always come centrally because I'm aware of small groups and of others who at times have blessed other people in the church. Because why? You have a big heart. And big hearts make a difference. I celebrate the fact that this is not about pulling money in so we can grow fatter and richer, but this is actually money comes in so we can bless and make a difference. Some people often say, ah, the church is always about money and they're just always telling me what I can do. Listen to me. We will never tell anyone you have to do anything. And particularly in the area of finance, you will never hear me nor Phil nor anybody saying you must give. We would never ever do that. All we will do is simply present what the Bible has to say. And the Bible is very, very clear that if we will live a world of generosity, then our world gets larger and larger. And we believe that's part of tithing and giving 10% and giving back to God what he's already given to us anyway. And if we will do that, then our lives will become more and more expansive. So I just encourage you to keep living with big hearts. Keep living with open hands. Keep living with open wallets. Keep living with open purses. Trust God. Believe God at his word. Don't shrink back from him. Test him in this. For some of you, you might need to say on this particular point, whoa, Christian, just hold on a minute. I've just realized I had a big bonus. I did a lot of overtime and I've not given on that. Somebody said that to me only recently. I says, well, you need to just do what you need to do. It's nothing to do with me. It may be that you presently give, but this is just the practical stuff. You say, well, I'm not really into this gift aid malarkey. Gift aid is something that the government have set up and where we can get money back from the government. And let me tell you, I'm in for a penny, in for a pound from that. Anybody know what I'm talking about? If we could get some money back from the government, anybody with me in Jesus' name, you know, and we, we get around £2,000 a month come through from gift aid. That's wonderful. But the, the finance team tell me that there's probably, a, they, they believe there could be another £1,000 that we could claim if people did it in the right way. And I'd encourage you again to go and speak to the resource area. It's just a simple way. It costs you nothing. It's not intrusive. But it's just a way of us bringing more income back into the church. And lastly on this point, let me finish with this. Maybe you say, well, you know, sometimes I forget. I don't don't know where I am and what I'm doing. Listen, we've gone back to this forgetfulness. We all can forget. It's not that you don't care. We just forget. How about setting up by standing order? If you're ever looking at me with the offering and thinking, Christian encourages the guys when I do it to take the offering. And then he just, he passes by. He never puts anything in. So he's asking everybody else to give it. What's going off there? They never put anything in. What's going off? If you've ever thought like that, of course you don't because you're too spiritual than that, okay? Just to say to you, we actually give us by standing order. There's numbers of the leaders who do that by standing order. 
because it just helps us in terms of administratively what we're doing. Again, I don't want to seem like I'm picking on this man. This man just loves to put it. He's told me before, no, no. He said, stand, no. He just loves to put it in the offering. He's just there. He just absolutely loves it. And I get it if that's you. Terrific. But for others, it may be a bit of a help to you. All I'm saying is, let's live with big hearts. And lastly, I said four things, and I'll be really quick now. And these are the things I want to celebrate. This is all part of our highlights. I love that we actually have people who serve with a passion. Because people who serve with passion change people's lives. Glennis, you will, you will never be able to know, this will really embarrass you, how many people you have touched. Eternity will tell its own story. You'll have no idea. No idea. And I know, I know, you know you're quite out there and you know, you're fun to be around, but there's also that other thing that you don't like drawing attention to yourself. You'll never, you'll never have any idea. You'd have no idea how many people, through, through, not just through open doors, but in open doors, the, the, the people you've touched. It's wonderful. That comes out of serving. And we honor you for that. There's many of you. I know I'm picking Glennis out. There's many of you. If I can just say, it's lovely to welcome Terry. I'm not going to say his wife. Terry to the second row. It's quite a novel, novel thing, actually. I, I thought... That's terrific. You know, he's, he's, he's going to get me at the end now. He's, gonna, he's really going to get me. Margaret had some change in terms of a job. And uh, she didn't know that at that time I had literally made a declaration that I was praying for somebody who would come and help us with some of the fund raising and funding ideas with regards to this building and what we needed to do. So Margaret then says to me, Look, there's been a change, and I was aware of some things, and, and I'm just wondering what I can do. And I said to her, you're a godsend. How would you think? Oh, I'd love to do that. Let me tell you, Margaret has been an incredible help to me this year that's just gone and into these coming years. And just helping us to just administer, because if it was just left to me, we'd be floundering. But actually, in this area, Margaret is really helping us. And what is that all about? Just by serving, just by doing, doing what, what she can. Some of you make beautiful cakes. Auntie Jill, okay. And it makes an incredible difference. Gail, I could point lots of you out. You're making an incredible difference. Some of you guys, I can't help myself now. I'm on a roll. Carl, with some of the decorating and some of the things that you do, and just terrific. And, you know, Anne, your word of encouragement that you bring. And you're out now all going to hate me because I've not mentioned you, so I'm now going to stop. Let me tell you, we are so blessed in this church to have people who serve in small groups, who as leaders serve on the doors, serve in hosting, serve in hospitality, serve in the kids program. Serving makes such a difference in people's lives. And we celebrate it. And we thank God that actually in the course of Arena Church across our business and our community and our church, get this, out of a church that's approaching 400 people now across both sides, we have 221 people serving in our dream teams. 221 people. And give me a wave if you was at the, uh, the Christmas party that we, that we had. You, you know, it was brilliant, you know. Terrific, absolutely fantastic. And there's so much more to come from that. 
We don't want to be like the men of Ephraim. We cease to care and forget what the Lord has done. We want to be like David, who celebrates the goodness of God and then celebrates the mighty works of God that he's doing through this small local church and the difference that it's making to so many people's lives. I'll finish with this. There's a man this morning. He came to me. He is renowned for just getting all emotional. I will say it's Julie's dad. If you've ever spoken to Julie's dad, he very much gets emotional. And with tears in his eyes, he shook my hand. He said, Christian, it's what I've said to Glennis. You'll have no idea the difference that Arena Church is making to so many people. I said, John, thank you for that word of encouragement. I receive it for the church. And we celebrate all that God is doing in and through us. There's more to come. There's more that we want to do. Sure, there's things that we're not perfect in. There's things that we drop the ball on. But I think it's a good thing. Wouldn't you for a moment just to stand with me? And just again, just, it seems a bit rubbish actually to say we're going to applaud the Lord. But I would like us to applaud the Lord. And I also would like us to just for a moment celebrate. Just before we finish and conclude with a, with a song, and just play in the background because there's one other thing that I, that I just want to say. But I just think it would be good for us to just for a moment just clap, whistle, shout, stamp, whatever. And I want us to do not have emotion, but just a sense of, God, you've done amazing things. We are very grateful for those 58 people who gave their lives to Jesus, those 12 people who were baptized in water, the small groups that are extending, the people that we've been able to serve, the buildings that we've been able to renovate. There's lots of things that we could say, say, say. And God, we're so grateful. So I wonder if we could take a moment to just do that. Yeah, we praise you. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. Do more, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just take your seats just for one moment while the guys are here. Because in a moment we're going to give of our offering. I'm going to encourage you to just be faithful in your giving as I know you are and will be. But also just to say that on your seats... I wonder if you could just grab this in your hand. You've got two of these cards. These are really important. This is going to be part of our appeal this evening. On the one side, it says Arena Church. On the other side, it says, I am praying and believing for the salvation of. You just need to fill in the people that you're believing for. There might be three or four names. There might just be one. But I actually want you to physically do it now. So we're just going to give you a moment. But I also want you to be able to um, duplicate it. There's two cards because I want you to keep a card as well. Now while you're doing that, just give me your attention. Because what's going to happen is on Sunday evenings in this next season, I don't know how long that's going to be for, but the guys that we're going to be leading, literally, we're going to get these cards in our hands. We might get a flow, praying for healing or whatever. We're going to have these cards in our hands and we're just going to pray in Jesus' name for lives to be touched and changed. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? We're going to go after lost people. We're going to call out to God. We're not going to name all of them like, you know, we pray for this one and pray for we just The Lord knows these names on this card. What I will always also say to you is on Tuesdays at staff meetings, we will get these cards and we will actually begin to name some of them by name. So we're going to do that in this next season. 
And when we come together for first Tuesdays in the evenings, again, we're going to get on these cards. And let me tell you, there was a stack of cards from this morning. I'm talking stacks, hundreds of names. And I, we, we are believing that this next year, as we do this every year, our highlights, there's going to be people you're going to say, I wrote that person on that card. And they're here this morning. They're here this evening. In Jesus' name. Amen. So can I ask you to just write those, duplicate them. And in a moment, the offering containers are going to come by. Put your offering in and these cards as well. And then you'll know what we're doing. So Father, I just pray across this congregation. Know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. In this moment, just begin to reach out to God. Father, I pray that salvation, today is the day of salvation. And I pray, Lord, for salvation in this, in this room, for lives, for hearts to be turned towards you. Thank you, Lord, for all that you are doing amongst us. We will continue to step into the law of God and believe you for more and trust you. Afterwards.